Did Moshe Rabbeinu speak directly to Paroi, or was it all via Aaron, his brother? Rashi will teach us that Moshe spoke to Paroi, which is interesting considering that Moshe had a speech impediment, and considering that he actually did not speak directly to the Jewish people, at least not at that point in time, which teaches us an incredible lesson about how to deal with the pharaohs of the world, especially the one that lives inside our own head. In response to Moshe's complaint to the Ebishter, which is, I have, a block, I have blocked lips. And therefore, how is Paro ever going to listen to me? So the Pasuk tells us the response. says to Moshe, don't worry. I have appointed you as an authority over Paroi. And Aaron, your brother, he'll be your spokesperson. You will say everything that I instruct you to say. And Aaron will speak to Paroi. Now listen to what Rashi says. Is Rashi Rashi quotes out of that entire pasuk the beginning diverta atosedaber the words that say that you Moshe will speak. And his mafarshan explains like this: You will speak Moshe pam achas. You will speak once to Paroi kol shlichos at each of the different missions that you have to go to Paroi, and you'll speak as you heard from my mouth. And then Aaron, your brother, Yamlitzenu, he'll interpret Vyatimenu, and he'll present Bosne Paroi into Paroi's ears. <coughs> In other words, Rashi learned as Atosadaber Goimer, Rashi learns that when the Torah says that Hashem tells, tells Moshe, you'll speak, and then Aaron will speak after you. Rashi says, don't think that this means Moshe should speak to Aaron and Aaron would then convey the message to Paroi. Which is the way that the communication works with the Jewish people. We already saw this in last week's parasha. That when Moshe complained to the to, to the Ebeshta, that he is that he has difficulty speaking, and therefore the should send somebody else to respond to that. There the told him, Dibarta a love to Aaron, you Moshe will only speak to Aaron, and he will transmit your message to the Jewish people. That's not how it's happening, says Rashi, in the case of Paroi. To the Jewish people, it's Moshe, to Aaron, to the Jews. But here, nor as Eich Moshe is already to Paroi, here the Ebesh is telling Moshe, you ato sedaber, you must speak to Paroi. And the chilek between Moshe's dibur and Aaron's is not in them. The only distinction between what Moshe says to Paroi and what Aaron says to Paroi is: Vos Moshe had gedaf redin blays pamachas. Moshe will only say the message once each time to Paroi. On Aaron had to gedaf mamletzainu matim zain beosne Paroi, and then Aaron will help to interpret and present it in a way that Paroi can actually hear it. To the point that he'll hear it so clearly that he'll send the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. And by the way, the Faris Hashem Moisut and Vot Vehatimenu Beozne Paro. You'll see this in Rashi's language that he says that Aaron's job <coughs> is to present the message to the ears of Paroi, which means Hagamas and Posak states Stam El Paroi. The Posak says, speak to Paroi. Postos meant Virashitaishan on a Parashas Vayigash. Rashi wants to link us to what he has already told us in Parashas Vayigash with Yehuda speaking to Yosef. Daber Beozne Adoni where Yehuda says, let, my, let your servant speak into your ears. Rashi explains, that it means the word should actually affect you, should permeate you, should speak to you. Same thing here. Okay, so Rashi is convinced that Moshe has to speak, even if it's just once each time, to Paroi. How does he know that? What forces Rashi to say that this communication will be different to the communication to the Jewish people? So what compels Rashi to say that the message is that Moshe has to speak directly to Paroi and not via Aaron to Paroi, which as we've mentioned is different to the communication to the Jewish people, which, by the way, is the way that various other commentators understand this Pasuk. Rashi is not understanding it that way. So there are two reasons why Rashi feels strongly that it has to be that Moshe is speaking directly to Paroi. Number one, Aleph, the Torah has already told us that Aaron is going to be the interpreter. 
So his vos daf as the pasuk da yibachazer nachamol. Why would the Torah repeat that? If the message is you speak to Aaron and Aaron speaks to Paroi, we already know that because he'll be the navi. Number two, beis ashtep afeshim pasuk freer. The pasuk tells us clearly heim hamedabrim el Paroi goimer in the plural. They Moshe and Aaron spoke to Paroi, which means asach Moshe hot geretz Paran. So that means clearly that Moshe was also part of the team that spoke to Parai. The Ribble and Rashi, therefore Rashi concludes, as the Posakatis Gemer Kum Zogan, this Posak that says you will speak to Parai means, as Moshe is already in Parai, that Moshe will at some point speak directly to Parai himself. It's just that he'll only say the message once and then Aaron's job will be to unpack it. Okay, so that's what, uh, what Rashi is telling us. Moshe has to speak to Paroi once per communication. Now there are a few questions we have to ask about this because there's some really disturbing thoughts that should be going through our heads at this point in time. First of all, we have to understand Earlier in Parashat Shmois, Vredetzelt, we're told, as noch dem, vi, as noch, lost the place, as noch dem, was Moshe varen, haben zun oif geklimmen, die Zikne so vachulei. What happened earlier, already in Parashat Shmois, after Moshe and Aaron gathered and communicated with the Jewish people, then, bo Moshe varen, vayomer al Paro goimer, vayomer leke oivrim goimer, they came, Moshe and Aaron came to Paro, and they gave him a message. The message being that Hashem, the God of the, of the Hebrews, of the Jewish people, has said, send my people uh, away, and uh, if, you, if you touch them, I'm going to touch your Bechorim. Right? So that message was already communicated. Now there it also says, they spoke. They spoke. That would imply, that would imply that there too, Moshe also spoke to Paroi. Especially when you consider that there too, the Torah makes a distinction between when it comes to speaking to the elders of the Jewish people, there it's pretty clear that it's only Aaron speaking the words that Moshe gave to him from Hashem. Whereas when speaking to Paro, it's in the plural. So we already have precedent of Moshe speaking to Paro. And this great logic falls. Because Moshe battled to speak. Which is why they agreed that Aaron would be his representative, interpreter, etc. So it makes sense that obviously Moshe is not going to speak more than necessary and in detail. So it makes sense that Moshe would give the salient points and Aaron would be the one to fluff it up and give the details. So if that's the case, the way that Moshe and Aaron presented to Paroi already in Parashat Shmois sounds pretty much like the way that they're presenting now in Parashat Vaira, And we bald as a for which reason we have a big question. If, as Rashi tells us, it is important for the Torah to have us know that Moshe speaks to Paroi and then Aaron comes along and fills in the detail, as Moshe at Pamachas, and Moshe says the message once. And then Aaron has to interpret and present it. Surely the Torah should have told us that the very first time that Moshe and Aaron went to speak to Paro, which is back in Pasha Shmois. Why doesn't it mention then? Ah, you'll say it didn't mention it then because it's self-understood. So if it is self-understood, as when Beda Hoven Giret, that any scenario where both Moshe and Aaron speaks, Hot Moshe Giret Bekitzer, Moshe obviously spoke as briefly as possible, because it was difficult for him to speak. And therefore, obviously, on Aaron Hot Matim given Zainerade, Aaron obviously expanded on his words. So if it's that obvious in Parsha Shmois, why does the Pasuk have to spell it out for us over here in Parsha Svaira? All we have to say is very briefly, as Moshe that Moshe should take Aaron as his partner in the communication. 
as the Pasuk and Rashi have already pointed out when the Pasuk earlier said that Hashem spoke to Moshe and to Aaron that it means because Moshe said that it's difficult for him to speak so he had Aaron as his partner. So it doesn't make sense. If it needs to be explained, it should have been explained the very first time they both presented to Paroi in Parasha Shmois. If it's that obvious that it doesn't need to be explained, why does the Pasuk tell us in our Parasha? Be'ez aggressor atmiya. Then there's an even more powerful question. Vos is bechlal givendi ta'ina from Moshe Rabbeinu do heinani aral sefosayim. Why here in Parashas Vaira is Moshe complaining about his speech impediment? He's already mentioned this concern back at the time of the snare, the burning bush, where he said, a battle to speak. And already then, the Ebeshter gave him a solution, which was, that Aaron will be your mouthpiece. So why is Moshe repeating what appears to be the same complaint, the same doubt? It's been resolved. Or to look at it from the other angle. If there's something new that Moshe is concerned about in the term Aral Sefosayim, which is different to Kvad for whatever reason, therefore, Moshe is not satisfied with having Aaron as his representative. Then how did they should resolve it? By saying, Aaron will be your spokesperson. Which surely is exactly the same answer he gave him before. So what's changed? Why are you complaining about the same issue? Why are you getting the same answer? So we'll see that some of the Mephoshim attempt an answer which the Rebbe will not be satisfied with. Mephoshim enfren of the Tzveta Shaila. Mephoshim addresses by saying, That when Moshe said, At that point he was saying, So therefore I can't speak to the Jewish people. As Hashem's response indicates, where Hashem says, Don't worry, Aaron will speak to the people. Whereas here there's a new responsibility which is to speak to Paro which may require more eloquence. Which might have been the reason that Moshe here says, whoa, hang on a second. Maybe to speak to my own people is one thing, but to speak to Paro, I don't have the capacity to speak. To which the Mephoshim say, that's why Deibishta had to tell him, don't worry, here too, Aaron will be your mouthpiece. It's two reasons why the Rebbe doesn't feel that this is a sufficient answer. It's difficult to give this answer, but Allah, firstly, Straight away, at the very first time that the Ebeshter communicates to Moshe that he will be the representative to do these jobs, he mentions both jobs. Gather the, 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 the um, elders of the Jewish people. So that's the job to speak to the hidden. As well as the job that I'm going to send you to Paroi. In other words, Moshe was already conscious of the fact that he had two roles, one to the Jews, one to Paroi. So therefore, when the Ebeshter at that point told him, Aaron will be your mouthpiece, that addresses both when you speak to the Jews and when you speak to Paroi. So it's not feasible to say now he's got a new problem because he's got a new audience to speak to Paroi and he has to readdress his speech impediment. But even more importantly than that, Bayes Vikar. After the Ebeshter concurred with Moshe that Aaron would be his representative, then the Pasuk tells us that the Ebeshter told Moshe clearly when you go back to Mitzrayim, look at the various signs I'm about to show you, the miracles I'm about to show you. Vasisom lifne paroi goimer, and you'll do those signs in front of paroi. Veomarta el paroi goimer, and you'll give paroi the message. Beni bechayi Yisrael. Mekvintnis as Moshe zolef dem tanim. So maybe shekvat peyach goimer chayitzabosay. And we don't find at that point that Moshe says, "Whoa, speaking to paroi, the Jews I can handle." But speaking to paroi, he doesn't bring it up at that point. 
Therefore, Muslim Zogan, we have no choice but to conclude as a hot ungenomen that Moshe was Klias Chodj Do Vet Eich Er Musen Raiden Separim Vamarto. That even though here he has to speak to Paro as well, it's different to the Jews. To the Jews, he doesn't have to speak to the Jews. Aaron will be the spokesperson. But here he has to speak to Paro. That's clear to him. And yet, he's still allowed to take Aaron along as well. Okay, so we've got to understand the dynamic of what's the difference between speaking to the Jewish people where Aaron does the speaking, speaking to Paro where Moshe does the speaking and then Aaron takes over, and why it seems that we have the same questions repeating with the same answers responding. And in order to understand all of that, we first have to look at five different nuances in the language that Rashi uses over here. Four different nuances. So here, four things we're going to analyze in the language that Rashi chooses for his pirish. Aleph. One thing's clear: Moshe must have spoken as succinctly as possible. And Aaron became the great eloquent spokesperson because Moshe obviously found it difficult to speak. How does Rashi know that the message to Moshe was speak once to Paroi each time and nothing further? How does he know that? Why does Rashi say that you'll speak once per shlichus? Surely it would have made a lot more sense to say you'll give each instruction. Tzivoy is an expression that relates to how you talk. Shlichus is the overarching responsibility that you have. And plus, the word tzivoy would match the words in the Pasuk, which is, speak to Paroi what I instruct you. Question three. Rashi says that he has to give him kol shlichus or shlichus Transmit the message as you heard it from my mouth. Surely Rashi didn't have to tell us that. Did any of us imagine that Moshe would say something to Paroi not in the way that he heard it from the Ebershah? This is Moshe Rabbeinu we're talking about. And lastly, why does Rashi use two words to explain how Aaron will present to Paroi? Yamlitzenu, which means to interpret, and Yatimenu, which means to make things almost uh, you know, suitable or, or, or prepared for the audience. So to understand all of that, let's understand the different terminology that is used to describe Moshe's apparent speech impediment. Let's begin by seeing the difference in the wording of how Moshe verbalizes his question, doubt, or, or, or um, issue with going to speak to Paroi versus earlier going to speak to the Jewish people. In Parsha Shmois, Otegezokt, Kfad Per, Kfad Loshan Anoichi. In Pasha Shmois, at the burning bush, he says to the Ebrish, how can I go speak to the Jewish people? I have a heavy tongue and, theft, and a heavy mouth. And whereas here he says, for my lips are blocked. And when you look at how Rashi explains the two of them, it's not just two different expressions. It's two different impediments. When he says initially, I have a heavy mouth and tongue, is explains that that means I find it difficult to speak. Does he as I can read him? he can communicate. but it's a struggle. It's a battle. But when Rashi translates aral svosayim, he translates it as The lips are blocked. Seine lips are verstopped. It means you can't talk. Kvat per kvat means you can talk with difficulty. Aralso sign means you can't talk. That gives us insight into what was new about what, the Ebesh, what Moshe said to the Ebeshta when it was time to speak to Pare. Initially he said, my big challenge is I find it difficult to speak. If I need to speak, I can get the words out. And therefore, take Aaron along. That will help. 
was was wird Marichum Matim sein? Das was Moshe wird sagen, bekitzer zu Paro. So if it's difficult for me to speak, that's okay. I'll give a brief message, and Aaron will expand on it for Paro's benefit. Aber ist es gekommen zu der Kora, sein ihr aus Vosayim? But now Moshe Rabbeinu recognizes it's not only that it's difficult for me to speak, I cannot speak. Sein Reden ist nicht nur nicht bekalles. Not only is it not easy to speak, nor in ganzen nicht möglich, it's not possible to speak. It says if the, as if he was mute. So, so why am I going to Paro? If I'm going to say a message and Aaron's going to expand on it, great. But if I can't say a message, why go to Paro at all? In fact, going to Paro might be counterproductive. But schweigen. If he's going to go to Paroi, listen to Aaron's uh, presentation and Paroi's response and be quiet, so not only will it not be helpful, as a number of the Merforshim say, will actually be destructive. Could be that when, uh, when Paroi pushes back and says, actually we're going to increase the workload, and Moshe says nothing, it might sound like tacit consent. So he's saying to the Bishop, why should I go to Paroi? I'm going to be counterproductive. So then the Ebersha doesn't just say to him, you must speak. He says, Das ist nicht nur du sollst reden. Doesn't only tell me you have to speak to Paray. Not He's giving an, an, an assurance you will be able to speak to Paray. That yes, you have a biological impediment that does not allow you to speak. I will empower you to break through that impediment. On the Ribes Rashi Medayek, that helps understand why Rashi is so specific that it's called Shlichus or Shlichus Vechulei. That it's each mission that you go on, you'll be able to speak. Because Rashi wants us to know that when Moshe speaks to Paroi, it's not natural. It's not Moshe using his personal resources. It's because he's Hashem's shliach, therefore he can talk. Moshe cannot talk. Moshe, as the dedicated shliach of Hashem, can miraculously talk. And that's what empowers him to be able to say the words. And that aligns with something that, Moshe, that, that Rashi already told us earlier, which is, when Hashem tells Moshe, Ani Hashem, says Rashi, it means, I am suited to send you on this mission, and to ensure that the words of the Shlichus are fulfilled. The message is, the fact that I, Eberster, am the one sending you on this mission is sufficient to make the Shlichus succeed. That's the broader picture that Moshe Rabbeinu will be able to succeed in the Shlichus to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim in the more specific sense because Eberster sends him on this mission, therefore he'll be able to speak. And that also helps us to understand why Rashi gives us so much detail, some of which appears to be unnecessary. You're going to speak once on each of the missions, as you heard from my mouth. All of that information is relevant to understand the miraculous nature of Moshe's communication with Paroi. The Kavona for Moshe's gain reden to Paroi. Moshe speaking to Paroi was not a rational conversation between two people at a peace summit. Is is need given to Einan Paramit as 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 Boris for time him. The goal is not to convince Paroi with some kind of logical explanation why he should let the Jewish people go. Moshe's job is to convey the Abish's mission. In other words, Moshe is given the Shlich Hashem. Moshe's role in this is not to make beautiful, eloquent speeches, but to be the conduit of Hashem's message to Paroi. That's his job. When you look at Moshe speaking, you shouldn't hear the brilliant speaker, you should hear the godly message. Which is why he had to give the verbatim transmission of what Abish just said. No additions, no eloquence. 
That's why he would say the message once. Exactly like the Ebeshter would give him the message once. And he had it conveyed in exactly the same words that he heard it from the Ebeshter. In exactly the same words, language, nuance that he heard from the Ebeshter. Now you'll ask a simple question. What's the purpose? Moshe Rabbeinu hears the Ebishter's message in Lashon HaKodesh. And Moshe now has to share that message verbatim, which means Moshe is now speaking Lashon HaKodesh to Paroi. What's the value in that? Isn't it moving? Rashi HaTshon Frim, Mephorish Given, Parashas Vayechi. Rashi already told us in Parshas Vayichi, as Paroi Adnit Makagivim Lashon HaKodesh, that Paroi doesn't understand Lashon HaKodesh. That's the whole deal he had with Yosef about the promise. Don't tell anybody. You know a language. I don't know. So what's the value? What's Paroi going to understand from Moshe speaking to him in Lashon HaKodesh that he doesn't understand at all? Therefore, Rashi says, The double expression that Rashi uses. Why? Because the word could also mean to interpret a language. As Rashi has already told us in Parshas Miketz with Yosef and the brothers, where the brothers didn't know that Yosef understood what they were saying because there was a Meilitz. What's a Meilitz? An interpreter. Says Rashi, Because typically when they had a conversation, the Meilitz was the interpreter who was able to interpret Lashon HaKodesh for Yosef and Egyptian for the brothers. So we know that Yamritzen means to translate. In other words, Moshe is speaking a language that Parah does not understand. And part of Aaron's job is to translate it. So Aaron has two roles to play in this communication. First, he's got to translate. He's got to take the words Moshe said and convey them in a language that Paroi understands. And then, in addition to that, he's got to expand on it. Explain what the content actually means. In a way that Paroi will be able to hear it and absorb it on a personal level. Now, you probably still have a question at this point. Either way, Paro is not going to understand what Moshe is saying, and Aaron has to translate it. So what's the value of Moshe speaking at all? To the extent that David has to essentially make a miracle for him, to empower him to speak when he can't normally speak, to say something that Paro is not going to understand anyway. What's the point? Is there be or so the point is you've got to understand what Moshe's role is. Moshe's role is not the communicator in the classical sense. Moshe's role is to take control, to become an authority figure over Pare, as we already saw in the earlier Pasuk, thus Pasuk. Rashi already explained us in an earlier Pasuk, where the Pasuk said, that Abisha says, I have made you an authority over Paro. It says, Rashi, what kind of an authority? Shofet, you'll be the judge. Veroide, and somebody who will berate him, will denigrate him. You'll cause him pain, you'll afflict him. What's Moshe's role in his communication to Paro? Not to explain things, not to speak rationally. That's Aaron's job. Aaron has to be the novi, the one who interprets, the one who explains. What's Moshe's job? Not him to shepherd sign, to show him who's in control, to judge him. To literally smack him and beat him into submission. That's Moshe's job. Moshe's job is to beat Paroi down to the point that he lets the Jewish people go. And that's relevant in our discussion here. What did Moshe have to communicate to Paroi? Let the Yidden go. He had to do it with strength, with strictness, with anger almost. Where the 
the way that he's speaking, and his facial expressions while he's speaking, so Pari will realize that this is something extremely severe, even if he doesn't understand the words. But Dugma for Makais Vyusurin, similar to if he was being physically beaten. So why does Moshe speak to convey the Abish's message in a way that disempowers Pare? Let's take it deeper. Let's look at the uh, appreciation of Chesidus. This principle of Moshe being appointed as the authority over Pare, which means to literally beat him down with severity and power. In Chesidus explains why this had to happen. Says Chassidus, any time the Klippa is in a powerful position, which can only happen because they're leeching onto positive energy that somehow became available to the Klippa. When Klippa is powerful, even a great Tzadik cannot break or diminish the Klippa. If you see that there's a, a Russia who's like their fortune is smiling on him, don't start up with him at that point in time. The only one who could bring down the Klippus from their place of strength is the Ebishter who could do anything. As Afilo Arasha was is called Geya. So even a Russia who is elevated to the highest level of personal arrogance should, as the Pasuk says, be brought to the ground and literally crushed under our feet. And That's why when the Pasuk describes how the Ebeshter tells Moshe that you're going to be in charge of power, he says, Re'ei. Re'ei means see something, something amazing and unexpected. I am empowering you to be an authority over Paroi at a time where life is good for him, where the fortune seems to shine on him. Despite the fact that Paroi is sitting on top of the world, to the point that no single slave could ever escape his clutches. Debeshter gave Moshe power over Paroi almost as if he's like Debeshter himself. It's a right design and Bemakus Visurin to the point that he literally beat him down. On their Kayach is given given Dafkut to Moshe out of all the Tzadikim throughout history who has this kind of power. Moshe Rabbeinu Varum, Zayindek the Nasi Hadar. First of all, he is the Nasi Hadar. The Pasuk tells us that he's the one who stands between Hashem and the Jewish people to convey the Abish's messages to us. The kind of conduit that actually brings Hashem's word into this world. Because he's that unique kind of a He is the conduit of godliness into this world. So therefore he's able to bring the Ebishter's power to overcome Paroi into this world. By the way, this also explains why in spite of the fact that the Chachamim tell us that you don't start up with the Russia during his good times, Rabbi Shem Bar-Yuchai says, you can, and he did with the Romans. Even when fortune seems to be on their side. That's because Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yuchoy is a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama. As the result tells us. And therefore he has the power to overwhelm Rishoyim. Even when they're at the prime of their lives. That's why Moshe has to speak to Paroi, despite his speech impediment, despite the language barrier, he has to speak to Paroi because the message from the Abishta to Paroi can only be conveyed through Moshe. It wouldn't be sufficient just to have Aaron share the content. And in spite of the fact that it's a different language that Paroi wouldn't understand. Because the objectives of, Par- of Moshe speaking is not to communicate, it's to smash Paroi. When it's not betokvoi, while Paroi is at his zenith. To do that, and the Aleph is not only Moshe could, could succeed in doing so. 
There's no opportunity here to elevate, to refine, to transform Paroi. All that needs to happen is to humiliate and destroy Paroi. Because we're not looking to refine or transform Paroi, he doesn't have to understand what's being said. He just has to be affected by the power of what's being said. This explains why Rashi insists that the way in which Moshe would convey the message had to be literally in the words that you heard from my mouth, says Hashem. Meaning, the capacity to break when they are in their prime is not something Moshe Rabbeinu has in his own uh, abilities. It's only as the perfect representative of Hashem. That through him, Abish's strength could be presented, like as if he had the, the arm of Hashem, so to speak. That's why Moshe has to speak exactly as the words were from Hashem, which is very similar. The famous description of how when Moshe speaks, it's actually the Shechina communicating. Now we can understand the flow. You have to Moshe Rabbeinu speak once at each Shlichus, exactly the words that you heard from our mouth. Is something that only became available to Moshe after he says See, most people think that Moshe's speech impediment was some kind of a birth defect. But Hasidus explains that Moshe's inability to speak is an indicator of his extremely developed spiritual nature. Says Chassidus explains why is it that Moshe battled to speak. Because there is no person called Moshe that is independent enough to have something to say. Moshe is completely submissive to the Ebishter. Total surrender. Absolute bitl. And therefore, So because Moshe is completely invisible in his surrender to Hashem and his bitl to Hashem, he doesn't have the capacity in and of himself to share from himself. It's similar to the halacha in Kashrus, that when something is in the process of absorbing, at that time it cannot be sharing. So Moshe Rabbeinu is absorbing godliness without any sense of self. So what's he sharing? How's he sharing with others? Can't speak. So if the inability to speak is a representation of Moshe Rabbeinu's bitl, Therefore, let's move on. Then you can understand. Then, when you have the description of Aral of Simon, it must also relate to this tremendous bittel to Hashem. In fact, Aral of Simon indicates a far more extreme type of bittel to Hashem than Kfad Kfad Loshen. As Rashi already told us, for Kfad Kfad Loshen meant as this is noch geblieben dibrashpo nosis bichvedos. Rashi told us, Kvad Kvad means that there is an ability to speak, but it's difficult to speak. In other words, there's an ability to be mashpia, but it's not natural. There's not absolute bitl where the person is completely invisible. Whereas that means can't get a word out. Because it's got absolute bitl tashem, and therefore there are no words to come out. On the river, that's why it's only once it becomes apparent that Moshe has that degree of bitl to Hashem, that there is no mouth of Moshe's. That is given, that was the initiation from Moshe's reality, so to speak, from below. Which opened the pathway for they Ebishter appointing him as the authority of a paroi. In other words, when Moshe Rabbeinu reaches a level of bitl where there's no personal feelings at all, then it is possible to be open. Similar to the idea of the Shechina speaking through Moshe Rabbeinu. How is that possible? Only when Moshe is completely transparent. 
Like I said, Varavai Maimash, that he could say the Eberster's words literally to the Shvira from Paroi, which is, of course, what is necessary to break Paroi. Only once Moshe has expressed, I'm a nothing, nobody, I don't exist. You may still have one other question. How does it make sense? A Paroi hears Moshe speaking directly Hashem's word and not the Yidden. The hidden only hear the message second hand through Aaron Akoyan. How does that work out? M.S. Taka, you might argue, as Bnei Sol Hobaniki daft on Kumansadem, that the hidden didn't need that intensity of message because they didn't need to be broken. Mashenkin the Shvir from Paraklipa Batokva, whereas Paroi, who is Klipper in its zenith, needs that very intense pressure to break. And therefore, obviously, needed Moshe's direct intervention. Or to put it more simply, the Yidden already believe in God, they already believe in Moshe's message. So it would be enough to hear that message via Aaron. They wouldn't need to be, so to speak, convinced. As long as Aaron represents Moshe, they'll listen. And they know that Moshe got the message from the Ebesh. And when they hear it, they believe it. Whereas Paroi doesn't have any pre-existing faith in God. So it's not good enough to give him a message that Aaron's going to say he heard from Moshe, who heard from Hashem. And therefore Moshe had to speak. So fine, they don't need it. But why not have it? Should it be better for them to have Moshe's direct communication? And that's why it's still not clear. Why do the Yidden lose out this incredible opportunity of Moshe speaking to them directly, which Paroi gets? So the Birendem explanation is when Aaron speaks to the Yidden, it's a completely different experience to when he speaks to Paroi. It is done by him nor bederch mavor. Aaron is a conduit when he speaks to the Yidden. The Yidden, when they hear the message, don't hear in the message anything less because it came out of Aaron's mouth. For them, it's like it came out of Moshe's mouth, which is, by the way, how the whole of Torah works. That's the whole way that tradition works. It was passed from Moshe, who got it from Har Sinai, to Yeshua, to the Skenim, to Hashanah, etc. Despite the fact that the Torah has passed through many, many intermediaries over the generations, from this thing results the Torah Sinai. We still call it right from the beginning, the Torah from Sinai. To the point that even today, if a brilliant student gives a new insight into Torah, we say that's the Torah as it was received from Moshe and Mahar Sinai. By the Jewish people, there's no obstacles, there's no obstructions. So you hear from Aaron, you hear from your rabbi in Shul, you know it's Moshe's word, you know it's the Abish's word. Paris completely different. If Paroi would only receive Moshe's message via Paroi, uh, sorry, via Aaron, we know that in order for Aaron to, to transmit that message, he has to change it. He's got to translate it. He's got to explain it. Through the translation, things get lost, lost in translation. And so the force that is required to smash Paroi would be absent. The content would be there. But the force wouldn't be there. When we learn Torah, the force of Torah is still there. And that explains why the descriptions of how Moshe would speak via Aaron to the Yidden is different to how he, Aaron would spread his message or share his message with, with uh, Paroi. When Aaron is speaking on Moshe's behalf to the Jewish people, the experience is, it's Moshe's mouth speaking. When Aaron speaks to Paroi, that's Moshe's spokesperson, translator. So they didn't see Aaron as Moshe's mouthpiece. Aaron's deeper is given in the Zelba Dargavi Vener Kumt Fun Peshel Moshe, but Derech Mavor. Their experience of the information is it's like it came from Moshe's mouth through a conduit that creates no barriers or obstructions. 
Whereas Aaron's role to Paroi is interpretive, like Rashi tells us, the translator. Any time that something is transmitted via translation, it's obviously going to be a completely different and lesser experience for the recipients, as is explained extensively in other places in Hasidus. So Moshe, to give the kifus, the power of the Ebrishter's word, which will break Paroi, has to say the words himself. So what's the lesson? They wrote from them in Avoid the Protest from Kolechad Vechad. Personal lesson for us is, Sometimes our neshama is trapped within the golos created by our animal soul. Sometimes to the extent that fortune seems to shine on the nefesh Bahamas. The klippa is in our matzah from gasus, where the klippa in our lives is very elevated. Where the nefesh has the chutzpah to override and envelop and, and, and overwhelm the light and godliness of nefesh So what do you do? How do we break that cycle when we feel trapped by the nefesh uh, Sorry, by the nefesh Bahamas? The message is, we've got to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, recognize that we have authority over the paroi within to smash it. To borrow an expression from Tanya, which is from the Gemara, that a person has to create almost an anger and agitation of the Yetzatoiv over the Yetzatoiv. As the Altrebbe says in Tanya, you've got to rail loudly against your, nef- your Nefesh Abahamis, against your Yetzirah, to degrade it. To say, you're bad. Russia, Meshukot, Mesuv, etc. And those who have brought the gas to the clip of the Nefesh Abahamis, in Tanya, as the Altrebbe explains extensively in Tanya, it is that forceful degrading of the Nefesh Abahamis, of the Yetzirah, that breaks it. That's what we have to do. So how do we get the power to be able to do this? We have the power to be able to break our own nefesh thanks to Moshe who was empowered by the Eibishter to be the authority over and the one to disempower Paroi. And that's how every one of us actually has the capacity within ourselves. Because as we well know, every one of us, Tal says, our neshama has a slice, a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama. And if that's true for everybody, if that's true of the Jewish people, and certainly of the Nasi Hadar, Vasa Nasi Huhakoil, as we know Rashi tells us the Nasi Hadar incorporates all of the generation. Just as Moshe in his time had the power to be able to overwhelm and override Paroi, even at his best time, same thing in every generation. As the Nasi Hadar the Rebbe of the generation, who is the extension of Moshe within that generation, is empowered to break all of the obstructions and all of the concealments against Kedusha, regardless of how powerful they may appear. And also, then, for Tzudivas Tainan, which is a great answer to those people who complain, seeing as we live in the doubled darkness of this generation, the final generation at the bottom of the pile before Mashiach comes. With so many challenges and obstructions and blurring of holiness. People say, how in this context can we fulfill the expectation of our Rebbe? How are we going to spread the teachings of Chassidus and the conduct of Chassidus all over the place? 
especially in those environments that are so challenging and limiting of spiritual development. How can you do it? In this world of secularism and liberalism and all these various things that seem to be such an incredible t- challenge. So we have to know that there is a Moshe representation in every generation, including ours. In fact, to the contrary, because we know that our generation, the generation at the heels of Mashiach, are the reincarnations of the souls of the generation that followed Moshe Rabbeinu into the desert. So what that, that generation went through is something we go through too and the resources they had are available to us too. So therefore by us having a meaningful connection with the Rebbe of our generation which the Rebbe says is the Fidik Rebbe but of course we understand it's for us the Rebbe. We have nothing to fear from all these apparent obstructions and concealments and distractions. Because we all have the power to smash down those walls. The dose of Makis Vyusurin Ak Moshe Rabbeinu had the power to bring down Parai. Obviously, we have to proceed in a way that is peaceful. As the Rebbe wanted us to. As we well know, the Friedrich Rebbe asked from his father for a brocha that his leadership as a Rebbe should be in a way of chesed and rachamim, compassion and kindness. But you have to know one thing. When we are bound to the Rebbe, which can only be achieved by learning what the Rebbe teaches, following those things that the Rebbe instituted, and following in the path and the footsteps of the Rebbe, then we have nothing to fear. There is no barrier in the world that we cannot breach. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu then was able to bring Parai down and to free all the Jewish people with a powerful outstretched arm. The same will happen for us. Despite how difficult and challenging the Golos is. The Rebbe of our generation will lead us out of this Golos to the ultimate Gula. Be with pride and expanse, and it should happen immediately.